All right, boys. I have a, I have some education for you all today. The Urban Dictionary defines edging as getting seconds away from climax and then stopping, <laughs> waiting for a few seconds, and then starting again. Do this a few more times. Then you are meant to have amazing climax and feel great. It's just like this game. Because we're going to be doing a little edging today. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Edge's work in WWF in the Attitude Era. He was on a team with Christian. Oh, I see where we're going. Okay. I think. Oh, um, wait. I just got what you were saying. That's okay. <laughs> I think. I was going to make a different joke about the, the Edge. I think uh, The Edge from U2. God uh, damn it. That was the one I was going to yeah. do. That's <laughs> a long and storied guitar career. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm still going to use my, my joke later. <laughs> That's the same joke that Curtis just made, essentially. <laughs> this game also has much of a syncopated delay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so and where's the beanies? So we're we're like back outside of Baron. We have gotten very close to the climax of this game a few times, but not yet. <laughs> so nice. We're gonna have a real good climax, apparently, <laughs> if we can trust the uh, the hard workers over there at the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, that's um, like after hours, Miriam Webster, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> Is it? I think so. It feel like I, one. It feels like it's like, <laughs> like I don't know, anything that involves the dictionary to me feels cultured because it has <laughs> words in it. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of words I don't know in the dictionary. Therefore, it must be cultured. Oh, well, maybe the next joke will feel better. <laughs> if, it, if, if it makes you feel any better, Alex, I feel like none of my... edging. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like none of my jokes are funny. And then like I'll be streaming or something and there'll be someone who's like, oh, hey, I just started listening to the podcast. I'm on the Final Fantasy VII season. And they'll like reference a joke we made and I'll be like, I have literally no fucking idea what you're talking <laughs> about. And they're like, oh, yeah, this time when Alex and, you know, you said this and then and I'm like... I don't remember, but that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> so I'm sure in like a year from now, someone's going to bring up this conversation to me and I'm just going <laughs> to not know what smile and nod about. politely. <laughs> Speaking of which, I am Curtis. I think I'm Carl. Hmm. I think I'm definitely Alex. Oh, well, that's right, well, good. Let, let so me two check. out of three. It's not bad. There's, we have at least a 66 percent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, well, you, what you can think. We, I was going to say, you think that you're Carl, so I would say we have at least 69% yeah, it's like a, not, yeah, I mean, I can't be sure of anything anymore, but... That's fair. Quick, ask Carl something only he would know. I was going to say, Carl, what's the best Final Fantasy? But everybody knows that it's... Eight, yeah, so that yeah that's an easy one. <laughs> Final easy Fantasy one. VII Remake, of course. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> off the pod. <laughs> I'm off the pod. <laughs> so we're back home, boys. We're, we're back, back home. home. With little direction on where to go. We get, live in La Vida, Final Fantasy 1. Just to talk to Sid's boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, does he say that explicitly, like, hey, go talk to my crew? I think he might, right? He does. Um, right. When, I totally forgot that we were like, we have to head for Baron. Like, well, we already went to our room and did all our renovating. We already killed the king. So I guess <laughs> we have to go to the East Wing because that's the only place that I know there's some unfinished business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, because I there was, was like, I just I thought like, oh, that place where I'm not allowed to enter is finally open, but that doesn't happen here. Yeah, I think we already went to that place that we weren't allowed to enter, right? Like the hallway where it stopped you and it's like mist could pass or whatever. And uh, but then we, I think we, didn't we meet the King Ghost there or some shit? I was going to say, have we talked about King Ghost? 
Ghost King. No. Yeah. So I'm trying that, that to remember King when Boo. I did that, because I definitely did that at some point. It was blocked off at the beginning of the game. There was a guy who says, like, oh, you can't come past here. And I remember you saying you pushed the button to, like, open the door, but still didn't get past them. And was like, yeah. ah, I opened your fucking door, asshole. But yeah, in the in the East Wing, if we go into the East Wing of the castle, there's like some uh, steps that lead down further into the uh, the bowels of the castle, Baron Castle specifically. Um and if you go down there, Cecil hears a voice from the king, like the king of Baron, and he appears as like a ghostly apparition on like, I guess, a backup throne in case yeah, the first throne breaks down. <laughs> like yeah, they just have a replacement. <laughs> he's standing right there next to, uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson and Hayden Christensen and <laughs> Liam <right>. Neeson <laughs> and Jar Jar's in there. You are my son and the one <laughs> true king. Mufasa. Um. I didn't. I didn't get this because as soon as I stepped out, I got interrupted by uh, Sid's crew. Oh yeah, his boys. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I, th I think I did this at the... a different. I think I did this at a different point too. Like not at okay. this exact moment because I was looking around for that area because I was like, oh, I probably have to talk to like the Ghost King again to see where where to go next and tell him that you know I did the mission or whatever. And uh, when I got dead. there, it was just the empty throne, and I was like, fuck, where the fuck am I supposed to go? <laughs> yeah, he um he says uh. He says there's nothing he can do for Cecil right now, but if you visit him again after the Fey March, then we'll, he'll lend us his power. Yes, yes. I do remember that and being like, I have no fucking idea what that means. Well, we know what it is now because that's where uh, Rydia right. has spent her, uh, yeah. her life, I suppose. I was thinking about this too. Very, very small, short aside. We don't have to go into this for like very long or anything. But do you think now that Rydia is older, let's just like throw a number and say that she's 21, so she's allowed to drink, right? Do you think that she consciously has, like, lived for 21 years? Or has she I, just lived for, like, eight? And it's just that those, like, that, like, last year just aged her incredibly. I took Tom it. Tom Hanks. Like, Tom Hanks. Like, Castaway Tom Hanks? Or, uh, no, big. Oh, like, big Tom Hanks. Okay. No, either, I like to think, like, Castaway Tom one, Hanks. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just... Uh, yeah, she went to, like, the Zoltar machine or whatever. It's <laughs> like, I wish I was big and also had more aeons. <laughs> yeah, but she had to bring it a rat's tail in order to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, did, it wasn't taking quarters. It was only taking rat's tails. Uh, I, I definitely take it by, like... Dragon Ball Z canon, which is my Bible. Oh, um, where it's like the hyperbolic chamber. time chamber, where it's like you know every one day in here is a minute in the outside world, or I forget what the the ratio. It's a, is, I think but, it's a day to a year. Is that right? Yeah, a something day in the like real that. world is a year in the time chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Uh, so like, yeah. So I, I took it as that. So she like actually lived through these eight years or whatever, yeah. however long it was, but. In our time, it was only a very short amount of time. I think you're like right. Matthew McConaughey. Like Matthew McConaughey and Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> Interstellared. <laughs> you, got, you got fucking interstellared. So, um, yeah, we'll come back here after the Fey March and uh, find out what the king has to say. But right outside the uh, the door that we would go down there to, uh, Sid's boys, his employees, the other uh, airship workers are there. Sid's and, homies. Um, Sid's homies are there. And they're like the Sidites. Yeah, and they and they say they're gonna do some uh, some upgrades to the ship, right? Yeah. Which is nice. I mean, I, I kind of just accidentally talk to them just because I always like to see what they say. And uh I think the one guy is like, Oh, I'm getting pretty good at my job. Maybe I could even take over the the place of Sid someday. Oh, don't tell Sid I said that. <laughs> yeah, don't tell Sid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually something kind of like that too, as they're doing the work on the ship. 
like after they finish the work on the ship, uh, they're like, okay, here, here's the ship. It has these new features to it. Um, and then Cecil's like, oh, by the way, about Sid. And he's like, oh, yeah, that old, that old man. Don't even worry about him. You couldn't kill him if you tried. And I was like, ooh. He's going to live forever. <laughs> no one can kill a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That man never rests. If you killed him, he'd probably come right back from the dead and keep on working. Yeah, I think in in my version, it was a little bit different. They were basically just like, oh, yeah, we know he's a handful. I'm sorry that you guys have to deal with him. But, you know, like just, you know, like work with him a little longer and, you know, we'll we'll take over when he when he gets back. And you're right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Also, next time you talk to him, can you like remind him about that 20 bucks he owes me? (laughs) (laughs) Cecil just gets out his wallet. He's just like, hey, here, here, buddy. (laughs) So, um. The airship now has uh, Dustin Hoffman on board because wow. he played Hook. Going hard see. with these movies references. I know. I had to look it up real quick, too. I had to type <laughs> into Google. I was like, who the hell was Hook in Hook? <laughs> <laughs> who was the titular the, uh, Hook in the movie Hook? <laughs> the titular Hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you see him bring out the hand, you're like, oh, that's it. If <laughs> that's I ever hook on Hook in the movie in- Hook. <laughs> Whispers yeah, to I- my, my date, that's the Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how much is he on Cameo? And can we get him to sing The Hook by uh, Blues Traveler? (laughs) 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 That's like the, I guess Blues Traveler is kind of the opposite of Ska because they say, suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the direct opposite of pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, yeet is the opposite of yoink. Suck it in is the opposite (laughs) of pick it up. It's just science. It's true. Speaking of pick it up, pick it up. The yeah, hook, we can get a little hook, ska ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I it allows one us of the, to. One of the engineers says it like immediately to me. Uh, I don't know if that's the same in every version, but they're yeah, just like, yeah. you can use the hook to pick up the hovercraft now. And I'm like, that makes sense because I've been driving around and I'm like, I see all these hovercraft like things, but there's yeah. no way to get the hovercraft there. And I was like, or is there? I think at one point. I tried doing like the uh, the chocobo thing in FF Seven, where you just take a chocobo to the airship and then like yeah. it goes. I like tried that earlier with the hovercraft, and I was just like, eh, didn't work. You know, I love this game because like by the end of this, we haven't even like gotten to like we we've maybe seen half of the things we're gonna fly around in in the course of this game, and you can just litter them all over the map too. So like <laughs> by the end of this game, the overworld map's just gonna have like eight things on it. <laughs> It's just like, it's amazing. I love it. I do love this mechanic a lot because unlike seven, which is like, here's a new toy, have fun. It's like, they kind of give you the responsibility of going and like moving this thing for yourself. It it gives me some sort of agency that a lot of games don't usually do, especially when it comes to like necessary, like traversing. I forgot. I move this to an area where I can use it. I forgot where we left the hovercraft. (laughs) I had to go around for it. I'm guessing it's over by the cave where the the ant lion was right near there yeah mount hobbs i think basically edward gave it to us and we crossed a river and that was it that was it yeah yeah i think it's uh, mine was in front of mount hobbs i guess where we met young and everything right yeah i feel like this is probably what final fantasy 7 was kind of trying to do with like the tiny bronco and all of that but it didn't really have as much impact on the game because eventually you just like you get the airship pretty quick and that and then you're just like oh i can go everywhere yeah. and the only other thing don't you don't need to no do stinking is, like, bronco it should have yeah. just blown up the only other thing is, like, maybe you need the gold chocobo if you want to get to the, the super secret places. But, yeah, yeah, this is really cool how it, like, gives you agency and then takes it away in a kind of, like... Can you use it to lift 
a black chocobo? I don't think so. Because God create a black chocobo so fat that not even he could use a hook to lift it. That would be interesting because like you have limited amounts of times like that would I feel like that would just be like softlock territory. Like if you picked up the black <laughs> chocobo and took it like somewhere else and then like manage like you just get sent back to like the next time you try and ride him he just flies you back to the forest and then like you're like shit my airship and hovercraft are on the other continent now <laughs> <laughs> well i guess you'd always get back on a black chocobo and then oh yeah back. that's that's true that's i'm trying to true. think of that though i wonder if you could do something like that and fucking fuck yourself up what if we took baron and took it somewhere else Bush, <laughs> bush. <laughs> yeah just um, like it so, yeah, so the place we're going next is uh, to Eblin, right? Like, because, like, yeah. one of the engineers says, like, you could even use this to get to the cave of Eblin or whatever. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, all right then. If you immediately think, what is Eblin? It's basically where Babel sticks out of the earth. Exactly. And it's the place that Rubicante said when we were talking to him that he had defeated. Yeah. Oh. Or, well, we weren't talking to him. Lugay was talking to him, but yeah. I, and I think we uh, we also mentioned it in a previous episode where there is a castle that you can go into that's yes. like super destroyed with a lot of treasure in it. Yeah, it's got a lot of like hidden passages and stuff. And like, yeah, it's cool. It's very nice. Like in the Super Nintendo version, I was kind of like running around this castle and I was like actually quite impressed by how like they're not puzzles, but like how thoughtful it was in trying to like psych you out that you can't get to this treasure chest or like yeah. ways to figure out how to go through the walls to do it. Cause like one of the hidden passages is on the staircase leaving the room. And like, that was the one that took me the longest to figure out. Cause I was pressing against all the walls and I was like, how the fuck do you get over there? And then I realized that when you're on the staircase itself, one tile away from leaving that room, you can then go into the wall and then walk around and get a treasure chest. It's really interesting. Yeah, it, it's really cool. It, it like obviously this is a thing that we've been doing in most of the caves, like finding the secret passages and stuff. But in in Eblin, it like it, it's more creative, and it's it's like you feel accomplished when you actually make it to the chest. You're like, ah, oh, I knew I could get that one. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Alex, did you go into the uh, Eblin Castle? I didn't go to the castle. No, there's an item in there called the Ninja Sutra. That I got Ooh. out of a treasure chest. And I was like, I don't know what this does, but it's a usable item. And you use it, and the music changes. And then whoever you have on the, like, as the, your party leader says, yow. And then I guess oh, that's it. This is one of the pornography magazines. Uh, of course. I was going to say, the yeah, Sutra, is that like the, the guide to, like, sex positions of for, for ninjas, ninjas? I guess, yeah. Well, sutra means, th th uh, means thread. So it's actually just like ninjas knitting, I'm guessing. Yeah, I know that when I look at ninjas knitting, I'm like, whew, hot and Ouch. steamy. <laughs> Watch out for those needles. Could you imagine wearing that scarf in the summertime? Oh, sweating already. So yeah, there's a few of them throughout the game. We already talked about uh, Lustful Laiho from the Dorvan the, uh, the Castle. The Lustful Argonian Maid, yes. Yeah, Lustful Laiho. Um, <laughs> GBA is just called The Magazine. <laughs> also known as Playboy, Playboy Magazine, uh, PlayStation version, they call it Smut. <laughs> <laughs> Porno Mag, Penthouse, Lustful Lally Ho. And your um, mom threw away your best, best ninja porn. sutra. Oh, nice. <laughs> Here's a few of them. Uh, the magazine serves a purpose in the 3D version. After getting a copy, placing it on a stool in the developer's room causes it to be confiscated. Oh, wow. One of the requirements for getting the reach augment. Wow. I didn't know that. 
That's cool. So yeah, you can bring that to the developers' room and uh, get the developers in trouble. Ah, uh, that's really funny. That's I like that a lot. What does Reach do? Um, what does Reach do? I wonder if it's like a steel type of thing. I don't know, or maybe like it allows you to hit full damage from the back row or something. I think that was the last Halo game that Bungie worked on, and it's you know it's uh, actually a precursor. Oh, it is. It, it's it's basically just uh, it makes your damage from the back row do the same damage as it would from the front okay. row. Okay. Yo, yeah. that's sick. It's long reach from um, FF7. I I guess that's sick. No, that's great. That's I'm really trying cool. to think of when I would have any of my heavy hitters in the back So the porno mag pretty... makes your sword well, longer. What you could do is you could switch to um, two up front and three in the back and keep like Cecil and Kane up front and then have your mages oh, and yeah. another attacker That would actually back. be, yeah, that, that it would actually be pretty helpful for what we're going to be coming up to today. Indeed. Mm. Speaking of which, um, so we can use the uh, the hovercraft to get across some shoals and into a cave nearby. And the cave looks like it's going to lead to the Tower of Babel because the Tower of Babel is surrounded by mountains. And the cave goes into those mountain ranges, right? Mm -hmm. It's um, protruding from another hole. <laughs> I don't know why we couldn't just have gone down that way. Yeah, I, I tried to actually land the airship in there. It did not work. Yeah, you would think that you could. But maybe there's a serious updraft because of the, <laughs> it's, it's like a giant Dyson blade just with the big tower there. Breath of the Wild rules. It's like it's really hot down there. All that lava is creating the updraft, so you can't um, mm. get down there. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. So cave we, of Eblan. The cave of Eblan. E uh, flat land. This cave isn't too bad. <laughs> I kind of like this cave actually. Um, there's a lot of like hidden areas. There's a lot of walking through the walls and getting stuff. Um, yeah, like on the first tile, that if you go to the right, there's like two secret chests. Yeah, like two rooms yeah. linked together. It was you a got the remedy and a shuriken. Yeah, it was a pleasure to explore. Also, the enemies aren't too bad. Like they're like challenging, yeah. but not so bad that they're gonna like drain your resources. I felt. Yeah, definitely. There's like golems and skelly boys, sculptures. I guess they were right. Mm. Also, the sculptures. I do want to talk about. I can't remember. Ooh. I can't remember where I got this item. Sculpture um, boys tell him. I think it might have actually been in this cave you can get an item. It's called, I think, like the Blood Lance. Uh, the Blood Lance is in the castle. The Blood... That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, uh, in Eblin... Um, I think it's a Blood Blade. There's a Blood Blade or Blood Sword here. Yeah, yeah. Blood Blade or Blood Sword. Uh, but blood blade. I had Kane with the Blood Lance, which will allow you to uh it's like really useful especially in this game because like you know healing is kind of difficult but yeah. it'll allow you to drain hp like corresponding with the amount of damage that you deal with and like with kane it's a lot of damage he'll like then siphon that as hp back to him so it's like really okay i think i know where you're going with this <laughs> except when you're fighting the fucking scolders because because they're I did undead a, i did a ton of damage to them like 1100 damage each time which is more than kane had in hp and it healed them and hurt me so it was like the reverse effect because they're undead. <laughs> and kane would just attack them and die and then i was like oh shit and i was like wait i have a way around this maybe i can use jump and since it's a different type of command maybe it's like final fantasy 10 rules oh, where sometimes you could get around that and i used jump and then i did like 3000 damage but it was the same thing and i was just like well shit. oh no <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually surprised i actually thought that jump might have been yeah, different. yeah, I, I thought it would, but no, it, it's not a good idea. Interesting. Um, yeah, what else? What else? Did They've this got cave? skulls, there's... but they're not a sculpture. Mm. <laughs> there are some. Uh, there's some bats. 
in this cave. There's some, uh, I think there's ogres in this cave. There's a couple things. Ogres are pretty nasty. They are pretty yeah. nasty. They have lots of HP. Um, They're fine if you're fighting like one of them or like one yeah. and another monster. Because um, yeah. you can kind of just like, you know, they're they're pretty slow, but yeah, they're they're rough. Well, I, also the enemies here give pretty good experience, so this is a decent place to level up as well. Like it's yeah. not too bad, and because of what's in the second room, it's much safer. So after we do the first uh, cavern of the uh, of the cave, we go into the second area, and it's like a little town. It's a uh, it's all the yeah. uh, all the people who've escaped from Eblin have moved here. Oh yes, the the Gorons, the Gorons. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but yeah, like the the, the castle of ninjas. Have... <laughs> I don't know the music well enough. I forget the name of the instrument. I forget the name of the instrument, but it's like it's like a drum that has Wiro? like. No, no, no. It, it's oh. like a drum that has like a waxy straw coming from it, and you like rub on the straw, and it makes like a, a, a very strange like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's when you it's when you that? have a, an empty soda drink, and you just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar to that, but like what it's like an actual. Instrument? I used to I used to sell them. I worked in a world music store, but wait. Uh, instead of looking at it, well, okay, I was gonna say, drum with wax stick. Let's see, Zildjian drumstick wax. There it is. <laughs> Is Zildjian it. is just a brand. Quaka. A Quaka. How do you spell it? Quaker. Uh, C-U-I-C-A. A Quaka. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. I used to sell them and uh, I probably pronounced it that way, but I'm also a dumbass. I, sw I swear to God we've talked about this on like the first season at some point. Probably. may have. I'm getting <laughs> severe deja vu. Anyway, that is not in this town. It might be. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is all the ninjas from Eblin Castle. Um, they made it. Several of them mentioned the prince. So, like, the king and the queen have been um, presumably killed. And the um, and the prince is kind of in charge now, right? But he's gone off on his own. He's gone looking for Rubicante for revenge, right? And so, like, we yeah, meet, Tell's like, gone, so we need another another, another guy with an uh, axe to grind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, everybody in the cave is kind of like, hey, if you go see the prince, if you find him, like, keep him from doing anything stupid. Because he's gone off to fight Rubicante, and, like, who knows if he can beat Rubicante. Um, but there's, like, various injured, right? There's, like, a, a room of all the sick people and injured from the castle. Yeah, there's, like, a sick bay yeah. kind of thing going on. There's an inn, and the inn is important that if you want to do uh, some grinding here, you can just go fight a whole bunch, come back, go to the inn. No big deal. Um, so I actually did that a little bit. Yeah. I think it was, like, 700 gil. Um, which is a little expensive. I think there's also, I might be thinking about later on. I think there's like a place where you can just use a tent somewhere kind of close. So there is, like, there is. I was like, uh, probably would have been cheaper. I didn't have a lot of tents. <laughs> but I think you could buy them here actually. So yeah. Anyway. I say, what is, so there's the old man in the, um, in the sick bay. He says, I am Seneschal. Yeah. I am the Seneschal. Well, how do you say that? I don't know. Seneschal? I saw, like, I saw his name and I was like, I don't know how to say this. The Christian shawl. <laughs> but yes, he's like, I am the Shenshaw of Eblin's royal house. I know his young highness well. He has an ill tongue, yes, but he's a kind man and a benevolent prince. He has been overseeing the excavation of a tunnel to the Tower of Babel that we might avenge our fallen king and queen. I have not seen him for some time now, though. I pray he's not done something rash again. I do like this buildup to the prince because we're like hearing about this ninja prince or whatever who's like mm -hmm. this powerful tactical leader or whatever, and we're like gonna meet him soon. Like, I, I like this kind of like 
hearing about a character before we meet them and then seeing how they measure up to our expectations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt about Big Hat Logan in Dark Souls. I kept seeing like, <laughs> item descriptions about him. I'm like, yo, I want to meet this big hat guy. His hat actually is that big. And then I saw that he had a big hat. I was like, holy shit, I know this guy. <laughs> the tales were true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, then we... um. We proceed through the cave. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about in this cave? It's more cave. It's just more cave. Just more uh, cave. There are like there are some fallen like ninja soldiers on our way through. True. Yeah. So like maybe like the uh, the prince traveled with like a a clan or like a, a troop kind of going through. Yeah. And maybe they fell and they're kind of along the way they kind of give us warning like please stop his highness or yeah. uh, his young highness. Uh. His young highness, he is blinded by his anger. And just a lot of people just like, we can't, we shouldn't be going, we shouldn't be going for revenge. This is a bad idea. Yeah, right. Um, and when we get to the end of the, uh, end of the cavern, we see him. We see the, uh, the prince and he is with Rubicante. Yeah. That spicy, spicy boy. Um. I just, oh, quick, before we get there. Uh, there is a safe spot halfway through this cave yes. that has, um. A hidden room on the right. Yeah, um. On mine, there was a tombstone, but I couldn't figure out how to interact with it. Me either. It looks like you should be able to read like a tombstone here. Yeah. I'm guessing it's maybe just to imply that the blood, this is where we find the blood sword or blood blade. Oh. And so maybe this is like supposed to just be some kind of storytelling like the sword belonged to someone who was buried here. It could be. Maybe that's my assumption. It says here lies Link. Flavor text. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking it up? I am. Here lies Erdrick. <laughs> got his ass again <laughs> uh, anyone know what it is people say decoration someone says may link rest in peace Okay. nice I'm glad that we are making the same joke uh, probably st 20 years after that person did <laughs> yeah edges ninja cat mittens <laughs> alright well funny. you're right funny though there is a big tombstone there very weird but either way when we reach the, uh, it's kind of a windy, like, kind of twisty cave. It kind of does it this is. weird ziggy-zaggy up and down, up and down. You go between two kind of screens, but yeah. it's, you can get a little disorienting. It can. Thankfully. There's a lot of chests. There are multiple ways through it, though, so at least, like, regardless of which way you pick, you're probably going toward the exit in some, in some manner. Right. Um, but yeah, so we get to the end. Rubicante and, uh, the prince are here, right? Yeah, uh, yeah it's got this edgelord and white-haired guy with a scarf around his mouth. <laughs> Edge lord, you say. Uh, so he, <laughs> he is, he's he is actually a lord. It's true. And uh, they have a very, like, M. Bison from Street Fighter kind of moment or whatever. <laughs> Where, like, this prince is like, yo, you're going to pay for what you did to Eblin. And he's like, I, I don't know who you are. Who are you? And he's like, oh, you destroyed my whole like village or whatever. And he's like, I don't know where that is. I don't know what you're talking about. And it reminded me of the Street Fighter movie where he's like, for you, it was for the worst was day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, dude, so good. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Avengers had a moment like that, too. It was like, you took everything from me. Like, I don't even know who you are. Like, also. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you're right. Timeline character, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so um, Edge, Prince of Eblin. He's Edge, the Prince of Eblin. Hell yeah! Uh, is that his real name? You think? Is the Edge the name of the guy from U two? Yeah, but he's in a band. I can believe this guy's in a band with Edward. 
Yeah, the, the they were in the Spin Doctors. They wrote a song about themselves. The two princes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Carl, very nice. I'm sorry for ruining your joke by explaining it, but um No, no, that's completely fine. I feel like it would have probably gone over most p- people's heads. No, I, I heard that. I was like stupid oh, it was. That is a deep cut that's like specifically made for me. So like thank you for that. <laughs> a band formerly known as Princes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you what I don't know what it's going My favorite thing about that song is um, you can just repeat the first verse over and over again. If you want to buy me flowers, <laughs> then go ahead now. And, and if, if you want, want to buy me flowers, flowers <laughs> you can just do it with anything. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> just go a... ahead now. Sucking on a chili <laughs> dog. dog. Now. Just go just ahead go now. Ahead now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Rubicante is like, Eblen, I'm afraid I do not know the place of which you speak. Which, so I... And he's like, well, then let me help you remember. I will I like say, how you I were was, reading it like Kissinger. <laughs> I do not I was, uh, I was gullible enough. That's a little bit more of a Werner Herzog. I think I was just kind of doing it like uh, like uh, Henry Killinger from the Venture Brothers. <laughs> there you go. But um, I like thought he was being serious at first, and I was like... No, you definitely know Eblin. You literally said it to Dr. Luge like an hour ago. Yeah, you're just being a fucking dick. (laughs) Well, then I understood that he was being a dick. At first, I was like, plot hole. (laughs) Because I'm an idiot. The weird thing, like, he's... He, his characterization is not really like, hey, I'm a dick. He's like, he's like Goku. He's like, I just want a good fight. Like, he's like, no, nah, yeah. fuck you. I am the strongest and I want to fight all of you motherfuckers like at your well, best. Interestingly, go we into do the get, hyperbolic like, this... time chamber and train up and learn the fusion yeah. dance and then talk to me. <laughs> we do get the sense that like Rubicante is different from the other fiends, right? In the way that like. Ripped a scar Megalione, but I'm different. (laughs) Well, he is like in the way that like he's kind of portrayed as like chivalrous, if that makes sense. Yeah, like he's like very about like an honorable fight and like not doing violence without uh, necessity, if that makes sense. Mm, Yeah, like very uh, Bushido, very Bushido. Um, Yeah, and like so, I think you're almost meant to like him a little bit because of that, and be like, oh, this isn't this is a honorable warrior on the other side of things yeah especially after the other fights with the archfiends where they were literally like oh yeah like you just fought your way here and are almost dead now you gotta fight me and then you're like cool i yeah. killed him and then they're like haha pocket sand and you're like, yeah. Shit. <laughs> they're all opportunists yeah shit i'm so close to game overing <laughs> real uh admiral thrawn hours here sorry that's a little little thing for the star wars fans out there. <laughs> a little thing for you yeah, live long and prosper. He's he's one of those he's one of those like really interesting villains in the Star Wars universe that people love because he is like very honorable and like if someone outsmarts him, is like ah oh, yes, good show. I'll let you have your meager reward this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. like, he's he's very tactical. That feels like he Rubicante was he was from uh, he was from the books that are not canon, right? Yeah, but he's he's in Rebels now, so he's back. Where baby. didn't people think he's uh, back, baby? Didn't people think Mister Snork or whatever the fuck his name was in the the newest movies were was uh, th- uh that snork. guy? There was like a theory. Oh yeah, weren't those like <laughs> underwater Smurfs, the Snorks? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I forgot about the Snorks. They're just wet Smurfs. <laughs> well, I know who's not wet because he's dry flame from all or whatever. the heat. Yeah, it's Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> it's Ruby Tuesday <laughs> on Monday. Um, yeah. So, um, so like you said, Edge says, "Then let me help you remember, Eblin," and then they get into a fight together, right? Yeah, um, yeah. this is but, a scripted fight. 
but he can't do anything to him. Like Edge loses to Rubicante pretty fucking handily. Yeah, this is cool to show off like what the Edge can do. I keep saying yeah. the Edge. It's just well, Edge. I think we should the just edge. call him the Edge. But he does like a cool like sweep attack that like just billow, just completely engulfs everything in fire. Like he's yeah. kind of has like a magical blade, which is really neat. How far away do you think uh, Edge and Rubicante are standing? Do you think he's standing six feet from the edge and thinking <laughs> maybe I six am. feet ain't so far down? <laughs> I think he's uh, on the edge, the edge, <laughs> the edge, the edge, <laughs> the edge of glory. <laughs> Wait, speaking of edge and music, um, <laughs> do you guys do you guys know about Alter Bridge? I do know about Alter Bridge. <laughs> Alter Bridge was Edge from WWE's like band, and I think like wait. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I knew that uh, Mark Tremonti from Creed was in it. Wait, let me see. Performed by then newly established band. Maybe it wasn't his band. Let me see. I need to look into this. I, I'm doing the thing that I always do where I say something confidently that I've always believed for years, but I might, it might not be. I mean, be. you may be right. I don't know anything about uh, WWE. I know that Alter Bridge was um, his uh, like entrance theme at one point, but I thought he was in uh. I know Jericho was in a band, uh, Fozzie, I think, right? Bear? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the song Metalingus was his intro song. Is on this day. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked Alter Bridge back in the day. I haven't listened to him since they came out with that. But right, let's look at the Edge's Wikipedia page, and it doesn't seem like he has any like music involvement except. Yeah, I, I think I just did been, videos. Yeah, no, I've just been believing that. I guess I, I kind of he kind of looks like a little bit like Chris Jericho when I watched wrestling. They both have the long hair. <laughs> I think they were both heels. The egg. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the point of this story is that uh, is that the butcher from AEW is in every time I die. What? Oh damn! Really? I said Rubiconti says pitiful. Allow me to show you real flame. Oh, and then he does. He fucks Edge right up. He uh he flashes him and then casts Inferno. So, <laughs> can we? Can we talk a little bit about Rubicante and the 3D version very specifically? Take it away. I don't I don't like I don't like his proportions. I'm not like the human body is a beautiful thing, right? But like I don't like it. <laughs> so Rubicante has this robe, right? He has this robe on. And when he has it closed, he's sticking like one bare leg out of it, just like forward, so you can just see his like tasty gams <laughs> just sticking out <laughs> and like and his head is like burned or something so it's all like dark red and he has like this like red cap on and then there's just this like flesh leg that doesn't have any shoes or anything just sticking out of his cape and then in the 3d version when he opens his cape he has a very sculpted naked body that just like gradients from red into like white skin tone or whatever Right around the dick area. And like, <laughs> he's very bulgy. And the way he exposes himself to you is very like flashery. And also, Carl, what the fuck did you just post? The fucking <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't seen this meme in a while. Me neither. Um, no, I was I was trying to look up what Curtis is talking about to get a better understanding of it. And I found a an ancient meme where it's... Who was it originally? I think it was the spy. It's from, a TF2. Yeah, Team Fortress 2 spy. And it has like all the cigarettes in his mouth. And it just says, Jen. Gentleman. Someone Which like I think is a reference to something else. Like the guy who, I forgot the the iconic person who was like smokes like a hundred cigarettes at a time or whatever. That also oh, was referenced yeah. in The Simpsons at some point. 
Yeah, a- yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's someone did some very good fan art of I'm that looking at meme, it right now. But I'm it's looking Rubicante, at it right which is fucking great. Yeah. But yeah, the one in um the one in the 3D game kind of gives off just, you know, Erebus Elba and uh Cat's energy. Where it's like, dude, you're just straight up nude. I've gone deeper into it and apparently <laughs> apparently it, it ties into a meme video from like 13 years ago. So I'll post that. We'll we'll yeah, we'll uh we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> that artwork you just shared, Curtis, is great. This is good radio. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, what <are> you post? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the thing that I've learned is that there is so Yo, much good Rubicante fan art. Everyone fucking loves Rubicante, and how could you blame anyone? Yeah. He's quite tall. He's got leg. He's tall, dark, he's and got handsome. so much leg. He also has so much torso. He's just so much. He's so much. Someone drew a Rubicante Seymour crossover fan art. Ah, okay? that's pretty cool. Pretty neat, y'all. Seymour Skinner. So yeah. it's cool that there's other people who like Final. He just Fantasy. dresses like a Tool album cover, honestly. <laughs> no, he really does. <laughs> this is Alex Gray's uh, fashion line. <laughs> Fucking Rubicante. But like, yeah. actually, though, like when I think about it, like I kid around, but I actually think that because of like the slight uncomfortableness of his character design it's actually an incredibly good character design like he's very hellish you know what i mean like he's scary um and the fact that he just like fucks edge up immediately makes him even scarier yeah yeah he's cool and then he leaves him he he's like he says um he says you've strength worthy enough of pride but not nearly enough to think of challenging me hone your skills and i'll look forward to facing you again when you have and it's like, whoa, he, he just wants the battle. He wants the thrill. The thrill of the fight. That's right. Yeah, I'm always a sucker for that kind of shit, especially after like every other Archfiend was like, oh, I'm going to take you to hell with me. I'll see you in yeah. hell. He's just like, all right, I just kicked your ass. But it's very like Uma Thurman in uh, Kill Bill. Yeah. She kills uh, <laughs> right, Vivica A. Fox oh, yeah. and then she like her daughter sees it and she's like, sorry, I didn't want you to see that. But, you know, when you're old enough and you want to come after me, I'll be waiting for you. Like <laughs> <laughs> such a good fucking scene. Anyway. um, Yeah. So so he leaves Edge is injured and Edge is like trying to get back up and go fight him. And he's like, oh, come back here. And the party runs up to him and is like, yo, you got thoroughly whipped. You need to chill out a little bit, buddy. <laughs> but um, and he kind of like yells at the party he's like shut the fuck up like i want to go fight this guy leave me alone yeah and uh and ridia uh having just seen like yong just died and then sid just died is like yo i i cannot deal with another person just being like ah fuck it and just getting killed again immediately because they're being an idiot right and so she's like starts to cry and he's like oh don't 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 do that don't cry i'm sorry i won't do it i promise i won't do it i'm sorry (laughs) and so he feels bad about it and like and right here already we start to get this little bit of like okay ridia and edge are gonna like have a a back and forth together and they they constantly do throughout the course of the game and i like that i like that the like there's this new guy and like and ridia has been gone for so long you know what i mean that like she hasn't like developed like this intricate personality in the same way a lot of the other characters have because we haven't had her as long and i like that i think that this helps for that as well so i think this is pretty good writing here yeah but yeah we convince him to kind of you know chill out with the uh the ego and uh the pride revenge and like 
team up with us because we've been through this shit before. We've been through this shit together, and <laughs> we look, should probably get the crystals before things get even worse. Yeah. Look, buddy, we've unsuccessfully guarded seven crystals at this point. I think we know what we're doing. <laughs> listen, listen, dude. Each one of us has been exactly where you are. Like, I'm going to fuck up this particular person that I don't like. <laughs> has not gone well for any of us. <laughs> Trust me, I get where you're coming from. There's a better way. <laughs> Which is well, we all anybody knows, kicked. If anybody knows how to lose to these guys, it's us. We've been doing it <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I love that um, in the following scenes, uh, we kind of also get the sense that, um, that Edge is kind of like the polar opposite of Edward in terms of Prince. He's very headfast and like bossy and like, oh, I'll lead the way. Like, let's go. Like, follow yeah. me, everyone kind of thing. Yeah. Even though he's going the wrong way, he's like, he's he's just, he has too much pride. He's, he's also extremely horny on Maine. He's horny on Maine. We, we finally have ourselves a real himbo like, <laughs> on the team. Every Final Fantasy needs one. We finally have one. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um. But like... Uh, Cecil's kind of explaining and he's like, oh, Rubicante is the strongest fiend. The, the odds might be against us, but somehow we must recover the crystals. And he's like, all right, I'll let you in on this. I can't b- bear to see a pretty girl cry. And then Kate yeah. is like, ha, sure. Like, sure talks big for a dude who just got his fucking ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, the, the Kane just being like, he's he has a lot more honor. That's for sure. You can tell probably he's much older than uh, than uh, Edge. who's probably yeah. like, I don't know, probably a teenager. Like maybe like eighteen or nineteen, maybe. Yeah. I guess yeah. anime rules. It could be fucking twelve and still be like, <laughs> yeah, fucking drama queen. <laughs> but um, but uh, Rosa, Rosa gets him back on his feet, and he says, "You're not so rough on the eyes either." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah like in, in this one, he says, "Uh, sweet, not one but two babes in the party." Very <laughs> real Zach Morris hours here. He he uh, he's going to the max after school, and <laughs> I get it. Um, right. I like how yeah. Riddy is like, oh, I don't know about this dude. Maybe we shouldn't let him in the party. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> but yeah, Edge is just like, right then, time for us to break into the tower now that we're all fast friends. Yeah. So that was awfully fast recovery. Yeah. And yeah. The ninja Edge joined the party. Yeah. So we have Edge now, who, um, and I guess a couple notes about Edge, right? So he's the character in this game who can steal. So we now have a character who can steal. He's the Yuffie. He's the Yuffie. Um, yeah, he's a dude, Yuffie. Have you guys successfully <laughs> stolen anything yet? No. Yeah, I, Carl, I did a little bit I've, of research. Okay. Ask me if I've used the steal command once. <laughs> have you used the steal command once? Not yet. <laughs> yeah, so I did some research on it because I was like, oh, I I always love stealing shit in real life and in the game. Um, stealing shit. Stealing shit is the coolest of crimes. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to steal, and it's. <laughs> It works a little differently in this game than the games that we've covered previously, where hmm. you have a chance to either steal an item that is, I think, just a droppable item. I don't think it's ever going to be something that is specifically only stealable. Um, yeah. Or uh, you have a chance of getting caught by the enemy and, and the enemy doing some damage. In my case, oh, really? I, ex- I only got caught by the enemy. And each time really? it did like two hit points of damage. So not like not a huge risk w- to the reward that you could get, but the way it works, there's some formula t- uh, to it, but you have to be like edge has to be a higher level than whatever he's trying to steal from. And then there's a lot of math that's involved with whether you'll actually steal or not. But interesting. So it's not really straightforward, like miss or get. Doesn't really sound like it's worth it in this game, then. It really doesn't. Well, it's now that he's like a newcomer, definitely probably because we have to kind of get him up to sp- speed, probably with everyone else. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his level is when he joins the party. 
Oh yeah, I forgot to look, but it, it definitely seemed like his his hit points were pretty low. Mm. Well, he also has mm. a um a skill called ninjutsu, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and that allows him to do like like AOE magic attacks, I guess. Is that a good way of saying it? Like it affects like yeah. So like the one the that he has. On yeah. So the one that he has to start is I think called flare or flame or something. Flame in mine. Yeah, but I think it, it was could flame. be different. Different ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically just like a fire attack that attacks the entire party. I think it's like fifteen MP. He doesn't have a whole lot of MP. Um, yeah, and he only starts with either that one, and I think he learns one more on the way. He'll get more later. Yeah, it's like um, shadow bind or something. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, sex bind. Fantastic. It's <laughs> sex just S cauldron. Bind. Sex cauldron. I thought they shut that place down. Um, but uh, they're actually uh, in the in the 3D version. You know how there's like um, you can see what people are thinking when you open the menu up after you get edge. If you switch to Rydia and then see what she's thinking, she kind of just like spells it out in a way where like her thought bubble is like ninjutsu. I guess that's basically black magic. And I was like, oh, thanks, game. All right. <laughs> like It's just another black magic. OK, got you. It's like getting um, a balloon and putting too much air in it. <laughs> <laughs> like a balloon and then something bad happens. <laughs> um, but. The, the only last thing to that is that Edge can use two weapons, kind of like uh, Yang could, and uh, he can equip the, like, short swords or, like, ninja swords, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he starts um, out with, like, kunai, right? Yeah, I think so. And he gets some other ones as you go. There's also some stuff in the shop in the, the cave ninja town that you can buy for him as well. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, he can throw items. Mm-hmm. So we finally have throw again in this game. Uh, and so you can throw weapons that you want to get rid of, I guess. <laughs> oh, and uh, shurikens and things like that. Shurikens? Shurikens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that, that is Edge. Um, and then after that, we leave the cave. But instead of heading outside, we are now inside the uh, Tower of Babel, um, which is going to be a whole fucking thing. So should we take a little break? before we uh, climb up that tower. It's a big tower. It is a big tower with a confusing way of getting in. Yep. Which I thought would be more relevant to to the tower itself. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's rest up. Sounds good. Sounds good. So we're, um, we're back, and we're getting real meta this time. Uh, I think last, uh, not last episode, this episode that we recorded, we were talking quite a bit about the Dragon Ball Z hyperbolic time chamber. So we decided (laughs) to actually, uh, you know, experiment with that a little bit. So in what feels like only five seconds worth of a break tune to the dear listener, for us, feels like three days or something, two days I Maybe. forget. Uh, at least two too. other podcasts, I believe. In the meantime, I have achieved Super Zan level two. Hell yeah. So I am ready to fight in the Cell games now. I got the weird Super Saiyan level that's like between two and three, I think, where like I get extremely jacked, but also very slow. And it uh. actually ends up not being that good of a form. Does this have anything <laughs> to do with edging? Yeah, it's just like edging. Yes. You're edging on Super Saiyan 3. Slow and strong. <laughs> yeah, it feels weird. Last five seconds I recorded and released a whole other podcast episode. 
I believe you're not the only one who's done such a thing. Well, maybe not oh, most, but... Oh, mysterious. <laughs> um, you got fucking interstellar again. <laughs> so we're in the... Uh, we're finally in the Tower of Babel again, I guess. Twice yeah. in two episodes. The Eggman um, has uh, led us here. That's right. Um, and we are uh, on, like, the outside of it. Like, when we arrive, we're outside of the tower walls... And the party's yeah, like, it's like, like the cave leads to scaffolding on the outside of the tower or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the window washers go <laughs> when, they're, when they're washing the windows of the Tower of Babel. <laughs> um, but yeah, the party, like, Cecil's like, how do we get in there? Like, how are we going to get in? And Edge just like Goku instant transmissions us all inside. <laughs> He's like onto us. the other side of the wall. Yeah. yeah I got yeah. some questions about this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Does he just like crawl through a vent or something? Like, I know he's like a ninja, so he can, I don't know. Maybe he like put his back against the wall and then it was like, it's <laughs> the it false flipped. Way, yeah. The false yeah. Well, in a, in the 3d version, at least he literally just like warps. He like turns into lines <laughs> and oh, then okay. appears on the other side of the wall. Yeah, it's the anime version of getting beamed up. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know more about this power <laughs> because it seems to only be used here. Well, according to Rydia, ninjutsu is like black magic. Oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's secret ninja shit. I'm sure Naruto goes into it. <laughs> it's ninja shit. It's ninja shit you wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, I love that it's just like you forgot you're with a ninja. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. And then yeah, we do basically warp pipe over there. Yeah, and then we uh, then we continue our uh, our trek up the tower. I can only imagine him holding four characters under like two characters under each arm as he does that. We <laughs> <laughs> after that we uh, we continue our climb of the tower, right? Like thinking and hoping that the crystals are up top. Yeah. Um, Second time's a charm. That's right. And uh, enemies are hard up here. The enemies can be kind of tough. They're, I, I didn't think they were too bad. Um, it took but, me a while. I immediately got hit with like these emerald golem. I don't know what they're actually called, but the emerald colored golems and knights. Yeah. There, they immediately cast sap and stuff. And yeah, it's rough. It takes a little maintenance to beat these bosses or bosses and these enemies. I think they're not just like click attack and win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, there is an item on the way up though. That is uh, especially dope. Did either of you get the Ogre Killer? Hell fucking yeah, I got the Ogre love Killer. The ogre kill. I love that thing. Did you get a chance to use the Ogre Killer on an Ogre? You better fucking believe I did. Oh boy. So it's not just a clever name. Yeah. Is those ogres like the that we were talking about last, uh, before our break. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like... You know, they can the be cave. kind of difficult. They have a lot of HP. If you get four of them, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, now you just one-hit KO them. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, Cecil can do, like, 3K damage in one swipe with the fucking Ogre Killer. Yeah, if Man, you remember... Must feel real, must feel <laughs> real dumb leaving this around. <laughs> <laughs> if you, uh, for a minute... They have to Ogre-proof the kitchen cabinet so the Ogres don't get in there. Yeah, they, they, uh, they were very inspired, um, like, the developers of the game this weapon in particular they were very inspired by another it was more of an action rpg uh from the gamecube uh, is it batman starring adam west <laughs> no 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 my uh ogre be gone spray <laughs> yeah the, the shark repellent or whatever <laughs> no from the a gamecube era uh 
action RPG game called The Lord of the Rings Two Towers, where you could level up Legolas to get like Orc Orc Bane or Orakai Bane, and then like you could just do a a super move to kill them in one shot. So I think that's pretty <laughs> Oracle, cool of them. Oracle to give of a the Ages. <laughs> if if you or anyone else has played the GameCube game Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, add us on Twitter. Yeah, th- and, those um, games fucking ruled. <laughs> tell me anything about it. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that's in here. Um, sorcerers are here. They suck. The, the sorcerers are here. Uh, what were they? I don't remember them. They look like the marionetteers or the uh, the puppeteers. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. But they have a bird on their back, and they will just if you don't kill if you don't kill them before everyone else, he will just like summon other enemies. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Like more ogres. <laughs> more ogres. So I am confused about the layout of this Tower of Babel because I think when we started at the very bottom of it, it was like basement 13 or whatever, which makes yeah. sense because we're 13 levels below the ground. And then so presumably I think we would be on like basement level like seven and going up. But I'm pretty sure they just abandoned that and made like the entrance basement one. And then I as you go up. It. It became like basement two, so like the higher you go, oh, like floor one, two. I'm pretty sure. I might oh, okay. be wrong. Yeah, I when might we be... entered, that's correct. So when we, oh, that's a really quick question. Like, so we at least enter at basement one. I don't know what the floor above basement one is. I was gonna say but... the floor above basement one should be one. Yeah, <laughs> it's the lobby. Or it's the L. lobby. L. Yeah. <laughs> or L. Yeah. <laughs> or G. Or, or in just, some places, just P for parking. Like the, the one. Yeah, like I went into the elevator and I was hitting the button for P to try to go to the rooftop pool. But I guess you have to have like you know like a swipe card to <laughs> or a key. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there is a pool on top of Tower of Babel? I would hope so. What's the fucking point if not? <laughs> Imagine how luxurious it would feel swimming in a pool at that height. <laughs> that little I oxygen I don't think I'll ever know <laughs> <laughs> it's it's heated by the power of the crystals um, yeah, that's why Golbez is gathering all the crystals <laughs> to get a jacuzzi situation going. yeah he's gotta get those bubbles in it <laughs> <laughs> the crystal of fire heats it the crystal of the air creates the bubbles in the water crystal of water provides the water and the crystal of the earth is the uh, chlorine boom <laughs> got it rooftop pool sand <laughs> it's the sand that gets stuck in it um so i i really don't have anything else to say about the climb other than it is the tower of babel from before it's a little, it's a little windy it's a it is a different layout um yeah. i actually kind of sometimes I get confused if i'm going up or down because yeah, the, version, yeah, the, the stairs aren't quite clear there actually aren't stairs it's just a door and then you're on another floor yeah it's kind of one of those situations where you have to pay attention to which floor you were on and then which floor comes next which i was bad at and again i mean it could be a thing that i thought we were going up when we were actually going down or something which is why i threw off but i don't know it's confusing and it doesn't a, really matter it's a fucking dungeon yeah <laughs> i'm just getting i will have taken. a massive problem with this dungeon that i will explain in a little while <laughs> sure um i think there is a save point here at some yes, point uh, yes, somewhere yes. which is pretty there's helpful. two doors next to each other and i think yeah there's a save point in one of them which I is think... important because mm-hmm. there is a, a set of bosses coming up yeah mm. um and uh i think the only other thing one of the rooms has like a weird what looks like a teleporter in the middle of the room and like, yeah but doesn't do anything i guess maybe that's where the um the teleporter for dr luge comes to yeah maybe 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking on the on the fandom page now for it just to kind of refresh my memory of this very confusing like section of dungeon. And I think it says, oh no, this might be ne- never mind. That's the thing that we already talked about the non functional warper. Non functional warper. I thought that was about that that weird thing that I was like, surely this will do something. It's like the tombstone from uh, before break. Remind me to name my uh, next EP non functional warper. <laughs> non functional whooper. <laughs> non functional whooper. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> we call that a quag sire, baby. Hey, I got him. <laughs> Tweet whooper at us if you are not ashamed of whooper. <laughs> I love whooper so much. Um, we stand. Yeah, I think the only other thing that I noticed in my version of it was it felt like the battles were a little harder. Not in the sense of like, oh, they're suddenly hard. Like, it felt like the same enemies that I was fighting before were then suddenly like moving faster or harder in general which might have been to kind of adjust for the difficulty of like oh well you have five members in your party now so fuck you oh maybe so maybe so. but it could have also just been in my head because indeed we do have five members now yeah and this is quite a team quite a team that we have at the moment yeah like it's pretty sick yes so at the uh toppermost floor i guess um for today at least <laughs> yeah yeah just wait till we come back for the third and fourth uh, trips up the tower of babel <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get to that pool one way or another uh <laughs> we're getting ready to enter a room right and then we hear like a faint voice like another disembodied voice like we have so many times before i ha- how many bosses in this game have not introduced themselves through a disembodied voice do you think it's more mm. or less than those who have? <laughs> I think it's probably more, honestly. You think so? Yeah. Show up. Yeah, the Mist Dragon told us to piss off before we even saw it. Yeah. Uh, the Antlion did not. No, not the Antlion. Uh, Scarmiglione. Unless you count it as pinching as like a, a warning. Yeah, yeah. I think the Antlion also didn't talk at all, so I don't know if we can really Yeah, fair. Count that Edward one. was supposed to be talking to it, probably. Oh, true. That's a good There's point. Scarmiglione, Valvelis, um, yeah, all the f- all the fiends, Goldbez, yeah. Well, not all the fiends. Cognazzo, he actually was in front of us. I guess Doctor Luge didn't whisper to us or disembodiedly talk to us. Yeah, he was kind of yeah. just there, and he was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that was that was just an awkward standoff. <laughs> so um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> mostly disembodied voices and this is no exception um we hear a voice labeled the king of eblin uh who calls edge's name and he like realizes who it is and he goes oh mother father and um they they appear before us right and uh they say uh thank goodness you're all right and he's like oh my gosh and you and the the queen says come edge and the king's like yes come with us and he's like yeah we must you. go now <laughs> yeah with you where and the queen says to hell <laughs> <laughs> we've been hanging out with scar miglione and he rules <laughs> yeah you're gonna love it in hell <laughs> you're gonna love it now <laughs> egg watch out and then we're in battle <laughs> and then we're in battle oh and, gosh um, yeah their character designs they're like these kind of abominations. oh so cool I think, you know, I want to look up real quick the 3D version of Edge's father because in, I couldn't tell in the 2D version, but um, in the 3D version, it looks like it's heads on upside down, which is kind of brutal. I'm liking the Amino art that I'm looking at as well. Yeah. I don't know why it's upside down. The concept art is not upside down, but it's twisted. It's twisted. Yo, speaking of uh, uh, Yoshitaka Amino, um, 
I started following him on Twitter and he recently like retweeted that his daughter is starting like a fashion brand. I saw Yo. that. Which sounds super fucking cool. Like if it could be like Amino style, like obviously it's her father. There might be no correlation at all, but I'm just like, yo, I'm trying to look like some of these fucking sketches. I'm trying to yo, look right, like right. the ideal aesthetic is Amino's art for Vincent Valentine. Like that's my ideal look. I just think belts. I think my <laughs> ideal look is just Rubiconte. Yeah, that's a that's a just very that good look. just that gam sticking out of that cloak. <laughs> yeah, these these uh the king and queen are looking cool as hell. I can see why they won their uh fair and balanced election. <laughs> the queen is cool. She's like a like a naga, like a snake person, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kinda with uh, rouge the bat wings on her face. On her oh, face, yeah. yeah. And the uh, the king is like a big ogre chimera thing. He kind of. Much like uh, every game we've played, there seems to be like one boss looks like it's stitched together from other bosses. Yeah, like all yeah. his limbs look like they're from other beasts. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is Hojo Part Two, I think. Oh yeah. Or, or what was like uh, the what was the boss enemy in the uh, in the safe at a uh, at the Shinra Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the lost number, I think. Right, lost yeah. number, yeah. That's just like two dudes, not dudes, but it's just two, two dudes. <laughs> this boss ain't shit. He's just two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's me talking about Ornstein and Smo. And then I get fucking bodied by them. <laughs> I'm gonna say if you ever go back to Dark Souls, I'm gonna say that when you get to Ornstein and Smo, be like, Carl, it's easy, it's just two dudes. <laughs> dudes rock. Dudes do indeed rock. But yeah, we're at a we're at an impasse here where the edge is very uh distraught. Yeah, yeah, because he's having to fight his parents. What's so. happened to you? Yeah, King Bono and Queen uh you two are uh not being very kind to us. <laughs> this is a game this is E Girl and Podcaster Boy <laughs> of this game. I feel like they're pretty uh they're not too hard. I, I feel like it's kind of like a um not a joke battle, not necessarily a storyline battle, because they can do damage to you. And in the 3D version, they're a little bit harder. But I feel like it's more of just a plot battle that yeah. you're also supposed to keep up with the battle. I am legitimately confused as to what like is supposed to happen here, because I kind of just took it as, you know, you, you would expect a boss battle to go and just started going... All in, using spells, using precious MP yeah. that I probably didn't need to. And, um, like, I was, like, casting haste and stuff, and then it came, became very apparent that, like, oh, this this battle's just gonna end. <laughs> yeah, right. So I don't know the specifics and of, like, what triggers it, or if you have to deal damage, or if you can just do nothing, and it ends up the same way. I you have to deal way, so much damage. Uh, so, too. actually, I looked this up, and really the quickest way oh. to beat it is just to not attack. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, they they will. If you, ref I think maybe there is a trigger if you do attack, but if you don't attack, at least in the three D version, it must like be an alternate kind of emotional version of like a trigger of where you like refuse to fight your parents and that kind of through empathy they start to kind of come to. Oh, interesting. That's oh. what happened to me at least. Yeah, I went the uh, the the tough guy way of kicking the shit out of them until they didn't want to. Yeah, fight I did me too. <laughs> I did summon Sands Dude. for the first time. Did you? Yeah, he what cast darkness. Oh, that's it. Yeah, oh. I need to teach him. I need to use him more. This is my first time. <laughs> but yeah, he starts. He starts uh, getting through them. I think they. Uh, yeah, after a while, it says the king and queen regained lucidity, and the king says, "Edge, hear me while I can speak. 
We are no longer human. What we are has no right to live. Forgive us, Edge. And then they uh I appreciate their leave. sacrifice, but kind of fucked up to chimeras everywhere. Their color actually changes <laughs> in the second it's like a second form. They turn to kind of more reddish and pink instead of purple. They do. Um yeah. and then they just Yeah, we must depart now before the madness takes us again. Serve Eblin well, my son. And then they just vanish. Yep. It's a real bummer. It yeah. is. I mean, it's really see, sad. Uh, Edge is like, no, don't go. Mother, wait, don't go. And I was like, oh, this is very sad. <laughs> Such cruelty. It's inhuman. Rubicante. For this, you will pay. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's Bridge. also a, a bit with um, like Rose is trying to console Edge at one point. And then uh, I think what Rubicante just appears. Our spicy, spicy boy appears. Hell yeah. With, with that with that spicy leg. Mm. With that stanky <laughs> leg. <laughs> it's like the showgirls uh, cover. Uh, poster. <laughs> but it's just like Rubicante's leg. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it looks like he's like an old timey cartoon trying to hitchhike, like Daffy Duck, like pulling up the fur on his or Bugs yeah. Bunny pulling up the fur on his leg to Yeah. Rubicante put on a garter. What? My favorite uh version of that, like showing the leg to hitchhike was uh, the Joker hitchhiking, even though Harley Quinn was already picking him up. <laughs> it was from the animated series. He pulls up his he pulls up his uh pant leg and it looks what you thought were just like his Socks is actually just white leg all the way up. He's wearing no socks on these pumps that he's wearing. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Must be super sweaty. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, but anyway, our spicy boy Rubicante appears. And he, he tells us about his devious plan, which is, yeah. uh, he says, uh, Lugai, how dare he? And like Edge is like ready to fucking throw down. He's like, oh, he's, yeah, he's like sick bastard. For this, he's like, you will pay. Yeah, yeah. And, and Rubicante's like, yo, it was Lugay who turned your parents into monsters. I'm sorry for your loss. Like, <laughs> know that my only wish is a fair fight. Yeah, he, I love the line that he says here, at least in the, um, I think the 3D version, where he says, It was Lugay who made Chimere of your parents. I shared no hand in his perversities. They shame me as they grieve you. And I was like, ooh. I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like oh. So embarrassing that he done this. Yeah. So like once again, like Rubicante, interesting character. I, I like. I him. like him. He's he's cool. He's got class. And then uh, but he his hiring practices are a little iffy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, Edge says, "Don't speak of shame." And Rubicante says, "I respect men like you, men with courage. But you are a slave to your emotions, and so will never know true strength. Such is the curse of men." And then uh, Edge. To just Rosa show says, how angry. I am no man and stabs him in the face and he like <laughs> crinkles up like a fucking like soda right, can. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to show him how angry he can be, Edge loses his fucking mind and goes Super Saiyan pretty much. Like in the 3D version, he literally has like power surrounding like him aura. like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and he's like screaming. And uh, the game tells us that Ed Edge's anger awakened his latent powers. He learns the skills Flood and Blitz. Yeah, he's playing so NFL cool. Blitz now. <laughs> Here comes the flood um, again. <laughs> into the flood again. Uh, and then Rubicante's like, oh, wow, you're interesting to be able to unlock all that energy and all that skill through sheer anger alone. It's like Vegeta, how Vegeta learned how to do Super Saiyan. Yeah, yeah, he just went and punched meteors for a while and screamed. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he says, uh, The frozen winds of Hell's Ninth Circle could not penetrate this cloak of flame I wear. Come, I will heal your wounds. Face me at full strength. And he does. He heals us up. That's that's cool as shit that he says that. It's not, again, not as poetic in the version I'm playing. He says mm. something more along the lines of like, well, this is interesting. Still, nothing can penetrate my cloak of flame. Not even ice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and he doesn't do anything. Like, he just stands He doesn't there do anything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go save. And it's Me really too. cool because it's playing this awesome dramatic song. And it's like, it's a really good moment. And then I'm just like, Okay, hang on one sec. I'm going to go save. I'll be right back. I went back to save and like heal up my party with a tent. Walked all the way back. Got lost on the way there. The music <laughs> changed back to just the generic Tower of Babel. And I'm like, yeah. oh. And then I like, was getting into like random battles that I was just running from. Saved, same, same. used the tent, went back up. It wasn't playing the cool music anymore. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to fight now. And then he's like, oh, I you know will what? heal you. And I was like, fuck. Just Carl's party showing up and everyone has like to go containers and like. <laughs> yeah, it shows up late over the battle with Rubicante with Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I just got. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Did oh, you like... want anything? <laughs> I do want to point out one musical thing, actually, that happened before we fought Edge's parents. When they're first speaking to him and they're like, come with us. You should come with us. And they finally say, Come to hell! It plays this like four note stab that is hilarious, and I love it because like <laughs> it doesn't go into anything. It just goes da 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 da. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the first four notes of the Hell Song by some forty one. It's basically just the dramatic Prairie Dog meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, it's so like out of left field that I love it. It has like a goofiness to it that I really enjoy. Behold. <laughs> But yeah, Ruby lets us walk away. Um, we can like re-equip. We can go save. We can do whatever. Um, and he heals us back to full HP and MP before we fight him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real homie. And uh, I had, uh, once again, two very different experiences <laughs> from the yeah. 2D to the 3D version in this fight. I um, didn't really have too much of an issue. Uh, it was a tough fight. Like uh, It wasn't free by any means, and I don't know what the the trick for it is or anything. Like I don't know yeah. what the angle is. I just kind of like, I just used Reflect and put on like Shell on the full party and um, kind of just like tanked through as much as I could and attacked him when I could and eventually I was able to kill him. So in the 3D version, what I noticed very quickly is that he has two kind of stances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing the cloak like Bella Ghosty cloak thing. Yeah. And um, and then sometimes he has a, doing the flash thing where he shows him all <laughs> where his... Where he flashes you. Um, and whether the flood uh, attack... Um, hurts him or heals him depends on that either of those yeah. poses. So oh, they will hurt him okay. if he's in defending mode, but it'll actually heal him if he's has his cape open for some reason. So I think okay, so I guess flood kind of follows like ice. Um, it's wait, kind of is remind it, me a little it, bit of the Lugay fight where things is it were the other kind way around. Swapped. It might be the other way around. I think it's the other way around where if it's open it hurts him and if it's closed it heals him. Yeah, that would make. I think yes. that makes sense. I That's remember. I, yes. I I think I only used flood once, and it didn't heal him at all. Um, but then throughout the course of the fight, he would cast Blizzara on himself or Blizzaga on himself. Oh, and 
I, I think it was when his cloak was closed that it would give him, it would heal yeah, him. Yeah. So I was like, okay, he, I'm just not going to use that spell at all, and I'm just going to fucking go at him with everything so I got. At that, least his, his dialogue is supposed to be a hint, I guess, but not even ice can penetrate yeah. his cloak. Yeah. It actually gives him health, and so when he's open, that means like, oh, cool, now the ice can get in. The, um... Bears the question, least, why would you open up your 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 ice shield Let me tell you all? why. Because in the 3D there. version... He can cast Inferno when oh, his cloak yeah. is open. And yeah, it's not, that's true. And it's not a reaction to anything. He just does it sometimes. And in the 3D version, it would kill everyone but Cecil. Whether I was full health, whether I had shell or not, it didn't matter. He cast Jesus Inferno, Christ. everybody but Cecil's dead. Immediately. And I was just like, fuck this boss. This boss sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was rough. Like, I would get... Uh, all of my characters would pretty much be in low health at that point. Um but I, I, it didn't reflect either, I don't think. For me, the trouble was, like, timing. Like, I would have Rydia, like, have Blizzara queued up, but then he would immediately, like, close his cloak or whatever, like, just before she casts it. I was, a uh, So just the turn order would just kind of fuck me up. So he would do this fucking move Inferno on the 3D one, right? And then I would be like, okay, well, I have until the next time that he opens his cloak, so maybe I can, like, get everybody back up, Casts shell on everybody and then maybe have everybody defend as well Like maybe I can do something like that and have them all survive Inferno, but no they would kill everybody And so like I did beat Rubiconte on the 3d version and the way that I did it was I only revived Rydia and nobody else I just yeah. brought Rydia up. I would wait I would cast haste on her so that she can uh, go immediately. She would always be ready. As soon as I saw the animation for his cloak opening begin, I would immediately cast Shiva. Fuck immediately. Yes. Because if she had haste, she could do the entire casting animation and additional ATB wait time before he used Inferno. She would use Shiva, do like 4,000 damage. He would counter with casting Blizzara on himself but his cloak was open, so he would just do another, like, thousand damage to himself. And I did that, like, five times. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, I beat him. Nice. But, like, it was not easy. I had to be, like, on the ball constantly because of his speed. Yeah, in the in the fandom, it actually kind of explains your exact situation where it's really? like in, in the battle, like, it, it, he'll cast Inferno on the party, which heals himself and deals massive damage. And then in parentheses, it literally says enough to knock out everyone except Cecil and possibly Kane. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, Kane um, was definitely dead. <laughs> yeah, apparently, if you steal with Edge when his cloak is open, <clears throat> he'll close it, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I read that. Interesting. That's that's really a cool. tickle attack. Yeah, <laughs> coming in. Just gets in there. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. He closes it back up. No, 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 no. Yeah, so he has a high chance of um, countering physical attacks as well with uh, Fira, and that wasn't too big of a deal for me because all of my party, for the most part, unless they got knocked out and came back, had shell on them, so it yeah. didn't deal massive damage. And also, like two of my characters had reflect on them. So it would just reflect yeah. back to him and do a little bit of damage. Like, it didn't heal him, I don't think. Yeah. On the 2D version, he kept his cloak open enough that what I would do is I would just wait. Like, I wouldn't do anything while his cloak was closed. I would just sit there and wait. And then when it was open, I would just immediately flood, immediately jump, immediately Shiva. And just go like, boom, 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 boom. Do like six, 7,000 damage real quick. And then just wait for him to repeat the cycle. And it wasn't too bad. Nice. And Inferno, or I think it's called something else in uh, the 2D version, it wouldn't do that much damage. I forget what the name of that attack was, though. Scorch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool fight. 
It's a cool fight. And as always, it has the fucking coolest shit uh, fiend battle music. Like, yeah, maybe like maybe the best boss music from any Final Fantasy game. It's so good. Yeah, so good. It's like a waltz. It's real manic. It's it's manic. It's fucking madness. It's incredible. Manic pixie Rubicante. My Picante boy. I hardly knew he. Um, but yeah, uh, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then, when we kill him, he's fine. Yeah, he says, uh, he's like, oh, impressive. Most <laughs> impressive. Most interesting. You combine your strengths to overcome foes stronger than yourselves. You are fine warriors indeed. Lord Golbez himself will find you no e- easy opposition. I pray the day comes that we can fight each other again. And then he disappears. And I was like, is he dead? Because everybody else disappeared when we beat them, too. Is he dead or did he just leave? <laughs> yeah. It's like, did he just go to hell and we're going to have like a boss rush Final Fantasy one style? Yeah. He's, yeah. In, his, he's in his own roguelike. He's just going to come back stronger. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just says there is no escape. And then he wakes up in a pool of blood and goes and uh, Cerberus. <laughs> and then remember talking to that guy in the cave named Seneschal? Yes. Yeah. Seneschal rolls up right after this boss and he's like, all right, we're ready to go. Let's kick yeah. Rubicante's ass. Let's fuck him up. <laughs> he's like, like, Edge, ah, Edge you-, you got back up. Let's fucking go. Yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, and we're just like, oh, yeah, we uh, we already did that. And he's like, oh, shouldn't have expected any less of you. <laughs> well, have a good time. And he pretty much just leaves. He just dips. Like He doesn't even like bring us good information or anything. He's not like... Here's something to like make the plot go on. He's just like just, just pure comic relief. <laughs> pure comic relief. We're ready. Oh, it's done. See you later. I mean, the three one. They was like, these are the f- folks who helped me. I was like, oh, I see. And then, uh, bye. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, Edge is like everything that's been done has been at this Golbez's command. That I must not go unpunished. And so basically, it's like it's the departure of Edge from uh, Eblin. I think is like, but your highness, your people need you now. Eblin must be rebuilt. He's like, this isn't just about Eblin. It was about the whole world. Like, I have oh, to stop true, him. Yeah, yeah. And then Shnesnal Senshal yeah. is like, well, then, do be careful. Of course. Leave this to me, says it. Yeah, Very so well. We-, we will do your best to protect Eblin in your absence. Please, take care of your young prince. Yeah, so we now actually have Edge as a um, permanent party member. May Shadow hide you, your highness, is a cool yeah. departure message from the ninjas. Yeah. Or a, a permanent member of the party until the game decides that we need a different permanent member of the party. And <laughs> <laughs> this scene seems like it's just exclusively the developers like, well, they don't need to go back to Evelyn to for any reason, like the past mission. So I guess we need to like just throw in so he's not just abandoning his his cause. Right. Neither of you have played further than this, right? No. Right. Yeah. And you don't know what happens? No. Sick. Okay. Is this Edward? No, no. <laughs> no, we are going to lose Edward. a party member one more time. I wasn't sure this is like Secret Edward. He's and like I'm, secret I'm interested to see. I wonder, could you all guess which party member we're going to lose? Probably Edge. Kane. We're not just going to go down, but I, I could, it could be anyone. I'm excited. Yeah, it I'm doesn't excited. matter. Who cares? <laughs> I'm excited. We'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. Okay. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> so we have Edge permanently now. Um, he's part of our party. Uh, and we go into the crystal room. We actually made it. We made it We're to the finally, crystal room. finally, the plan that we have worked foolproofly. I fin- love the stupid interaction. 
the stupid interaction where Edge is like immediately taking charge. Like, all right, let's go get this Golbez. And then Rydia is like, we came here for the crystals. Right. I knew that. Follow me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just says in mine, uh, whatever, lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love the back and forth between Edge and Rydia. Fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, the next room, it literally is the crystal room. We've failed to grab the crystals fucking seven distinct times thus far. Finally, they're right in front of our faces. We can literally see them. They are right there. Nothing's going to stop us now. We're, we're, it's like Sideshow Bob with the rakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think? We're like four steps away from the first one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first tile we walk onto is a trap door. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's uh, I think it's Edge who says it's a trap or no, no, it's Cecil. It's Cecil. He, Admiral Akbar is it. And uh, yeah, I think I heard exactly one second of the crystal room theme that didn't. didn't. Yeah. And then <laughs> just, it's a trap and a fucking trap door opens and we fall. <laughs> yep. And we fall. The 3D one at least lets you walk up to the altar. But <laughs> oh, that's cool. And we fall all the way back down. Into the, the subterranean levels, the underworld <sighs> levels of the tower, right? Yeah. Once again, um, the party says so much, and uh, we continue exploring. Yeah, but now we're on a different part of the the map of the subterranean. We're on floors that we've been on before, but on parts of that map yeah. that we can reach, which is um, nice. There's a map, or there's a, an area in here that, in the 3D one, because you get map completion percentages... Um, if you've completed both halves of the map, because you had to do it 100% on both times, you finally get the reward for that, and that's an elixir. And I was like, oh, that's worth it. That's nice. worth it for that. Um, but Nice, this thing that I will never use because I'm going to hoard it until <laughs> the end game and then not I, Dude, in the 3D version, I may have to use it at some point. That game is hard. <laughs> but um, there, this is where I wanted to say that I have a problem with this dungeon, especially in the 3D version, because there's the map completion percentage. The last floor that we end up being on, right? There are, there's no like directions that say which way is the way to go and which way is not the way to go. But if you walk into one of the rooms, the next cutscene begins and you can just never come back. And so oh, I've thus far I missed one shit. map, one map in the entire game, and I can never go back and get it. And I'm fucking pissed as shit. I fucking hate that so much in games when they do that I shit. Know. I know, and I think there's an achievement for 100%ing every map, and I'm like, damn. There it goes. That's it. Can never do it now. <laughs> there goes your uh, all Final Fantasies, all achievements run. Yeah, and there's and there's um in in the uh, in the 3D version, there's auto saving just in case you die on a boss. You don't have to go all the way back to the save point. You just start in that room again. So as soon as you cross the threshold, you're in that cutscene. So it auto saves, and you're fucked. You're damn. locked out. No achievement for you. If you're playing the 3D version, it's the door on the left. Go to the right first. Go to the right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other games have done that to me. I know Golden Sun, um, Dark Dawn or whatever the the DS one is. I never played the DS. I, I've played I it, played, played a lot it. of it, and then I got to a point where I didn't have multiple saves, and I went to a point in the game where something happens that... You can no longer go back to previous areas. And I yeah. missed one of the djinn. And I was like, well, then why the fuck would I keep playing if I can't the get all the The most important gin? things. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, ah, well, fuck this game, I guess. I do kind of want to go back and replay it, though. I guess the closest lately has been, uh, if it wasn't for you being able to 
transfer your all bed primer progress uh would be those two in home yeah 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 yeah. that's that's another one that i missed i think some of them but thankfully it's not too difficult getting those yeah save as often as i do where i just create a new save every time (laughs) i think honestly like i i haven't tested it out but i wonder if it stands to reason if you could um like just i i saved a bunch so i might have been able to go back to home get that primer and then transfer that to my other save and just because they're the only missable ones like yeah make sure i have all the missable ones and then you know maybe go back to the areas that if the other ones if it like overwrote the ones that i didn't get or whatever but i think you i could have just done that i kind of want to try that maybe i'll just go back to my home file and uh (laughs) so anyway we fell to our death presumably presumably yeah um yeah there's not too much to explore i guess for this other i guess the western half of the uh the underworld map right not really there's a few items here and there there's a uh a room with a flying boat in it peculiar peculiar there is another airship there is <laughs> a, there is another a land sea airship that's right we we call those and land, air land ships yeah um, this one is in pristine condition and has a lot of cannons on it it does and it's like it's it's thicker <laughs> it's got like a boy she to thick it. boy she thick <laughs> Uh, we roll up on it, and uh, <laughs> I think Aridia's like, oh, is this a trap, do you think? And Edge is like, ah, it's fine. It's fucking, it's fine. We'll just fly this thing out of here. Who cares? I was um, like, that's a very good question, Ridia, because, like, there's been nothing but traps. Like, I also was like, yeah. oh, this, does, this seems a little too convenient. A trap door that leads to a car with the keys in the ignition? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds suspicious. Wasn't there a then, show? Uh, wasn't there a show that did that shit? It was like entrapment where they like had a car that was like remote controlled or something. So like they would just kind of film it and then the keys would still be in the ignition and people would go and try and like steal it. And then they would hit the button to stop it and then like go up to them and be like, oh, like, why are you like, like confront them about it? And I think like try and get them arrested or some shit. Am I making that up? I don't know. It's not pumped. American television series, Bait Car. True TV. A bait car is an American television series that aired on the True TV network. The show depicted police of- officers targeting criminals with a high-tech bait car rigged with hidden cameras and radio trackers. That does sound like entrapment. That's It's 100 fucking percent entrapment. That's incredibly fucked up. That's reverse cash cab. There, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. This is not the hell I want to be in. <laughs> there is a uh, section on the wiki for this that says controversy. Uh, opponents of bait car have expressed concern that the show merely creates crime and might even be considered entrapment. Is that, is this a uniquely American thing that we take? Like it's the American police force. So I'm going to say it's probably mostly just like American. Like in the way that we can take like an incredible overstep of justice, right? Like just incredible injustice in our legal system and then film it and then put it on primetime TV so that people can watch it and be like, God, I love it when the American legal system does things that are illegal to arrest people. Now hang on, (laughs) Curtis. We like to hear both sides on this podcast. I like to think of myself as the devil's advocate. So I will say, this goes on to say... Rubicante's advocate. Just <laughs> <laughs> so say, those in law enforcement, so of course we can trust them. Why would law enforcement ever lie? 
Those in law enforcement argue that the show is a legitimate and effective way to catch auto thieves. That makes sense. Uh, and then here's a quote from a... They did not said, steal a car, though. <laughs> here's a quote that may change your mind, Curtis, from a Florida police officer who said, John Q. Public doesn't climb into bait cars. We're <laughs> talking about people who have been arrested time and time again. Everybody we've arrested with a bait car has had an extensive criminal record. So there you have it, folks. Nothing Eat my illegal whole here. Fucking ass. How fucked up is that? Eat my whole fucking How fucking ass. terrible is that? This is just <laughs> shit that just it aired from uh 2007 until 2012. Jesus Christ. God, I hate this I think I prefer country. it in the fucking subterranean fucking tower actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Golbez is just going to hit the bait thing that turns the car off and then <laughs> talk about how we're not very John Q. public. <laughs> bait crystal. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Cecil comes to steal the bait crystal and it locks him in the room and then Golbez shows up and he's like, oh, sir. <laughs> I hate that I can't remember birthdays, but I can remember fucking bait car. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've ruined my day, this but. Is, <laughs> this is not a honeypot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, the Edge... Edge Mr. says, Edge. we'll name it the Falcon. John Q. Edge says, yeah, let's name it the Falcon. I can't I can't believe we... Yeah, they're doing that. Where there's like... The first one's called the Enterprise, and this one's called the Falcon. Oh, my God. Diana. I just fucking realized that. I didn't get it until just now, either. God <laughs> uh, damn it, dude. It's got both of them. <laughs> it's called it's- the Octogenarian Falcon. <laughs> we'll call her the Falcon. I guess Falcon, if, they, if you're like a Harrison Ford. Yeah. If yeah, you're a Harrison yeah, yeah. Ford stan. If you're uh, a Harrison like Ford or that, Harrison's Fords. <laughs> I like that after he Let's says Let's see that, what uh, you can do, Falcon. <laughs> then Rydia says, oh, brother. <laughs> I do love that. Rydia here. Like, literally, in my version, he's just like, ah, she's not bad. Let's call her Falcon. What do you think, Rydia? And she's like, oh, whatever. Just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that the ship has kind of more bat-like wings because yeah. we're in the world. It's yeah, got a little, it's, it's got a little more uh, attitude on it. So it does yeah, have a little I'm, more tood. I'm wondering about this ship. Is this just like a uh, a Red Wings ship that was like commandeered or whatever by Golbez, or is this just like a dwarfish airship? I don't know. I think it might just be a Red Wings one because weren't the yeah the dwarves, the dwarves didn't know like about shocked? They're yeah. like, oh, you have a yeah. ship that can fly on the air. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably I'm right. sure it's a combination of a bunch of things because we were kind of talking about Golbez like recruiting or forcing like other people to like work for him. So I'm sure he like recruited some people who worked for Sid. Like he basically started his own like like <laughs> operation down here from Baron folks. <laughs> Maybe some of the Dwarven tech as well. He was like also the free market determines that uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I if I make a competitor, he's creating shit. jobs. <laughs> Maybe he discovered it's the like airship. It's like a Tesla factory in hell. <laughs> Maybe he discovered the airship in a crash that occurred many years ago when two famous airship pilots ran their airships together uh, and they were dating and then one of them exploded and then she was never found again. And then years and years later, after the end of the world, you have to go back into the ruins where that airship was originally crashed at and then find it again so that you can make your way to the floating tower in the sky or maybe that's ff6 i, I could be confusing <laughs> my games together maybe this is uh also found at the bottom of the sea in the very first one of the very first scenes in the game and then later on the big prize your first friend has salvaged it 
<laughs> yeah, maybe they use this to uh, blow up home. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's the friends we made along the way. So we get in Listen, the. Uh... All I'm saying is, whoever Golbez got this uh, this airship from, pretty sure they had an extensive crime record. So it's not <laughs> really against the law. I hate you, Carl. I... <laughs> Dude, hey. I hate you for teaching me that. I like I know, <laughs> my I, life was I, happier before listen, I knew. We need to know what we're up against, okay? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna say this is a Herbie fully loaded situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not usually one to tell our listeners what to do, um, especially when it comes to stealing shit, as we know the <laughs> coolest of all crimes. Uh if there is a car in the general Florida area that looks like you can steal it, maybe think twice. Yeah, not for the morality's sake, but for the... Uh, oh, yeah, just yeah, don't get arrested. <laughs> just don't get arrested, yeah. Um, so how much further did you play? I actually went back to the uh, the castle. I just parked in front of the Dwarven castle. Yeah, I okay. just parked and saved. Do you want me to tell you what happens in the castle? Or should we wait till the next one? Because let me tell you right now what the... Let me go ahead and tell you right now what the next episode's going to be. It is going to be side quest time. Ooh. All right, so we're going to be doing all the optional areas in the game. Um, mm. And there's one more five-minute scene, but I don't know that I want to tell you what it is. Maybe we'll start next episode with that, then. We'll start next episode. All right. We'll, we'll so pop go ahead in. And, yeah. Sounds good. Park the Falcon in front of the, the Dwarven Castle, then. Save your game. And then for next episode, for next week, what we'll do is... We'll talk about the scene that happens there, and then we're going to talk about at least two areas, okay? Uh, the Fey March and the Sylvan Cave, which we can now access. Now, the Sylvan Learning that, Center? The Sylvan Learning Center. Now, that being said, that also entails some other things. That entails possibly going back to Fabul. Um, if you want to get the most out of these areas, there can be some back and forth on how it works. Because uh, there's... There's the getting into the place and getting to the uh, the areas that we want to go. And then there's also the extra little side things that we can do along the way that are involved with these areas. So there's a couple Sounds things. Sounds good. Yeah. Get your, uh, get your mobile device loaded up with Google.com <laughs> if, you're, if you're having trouble finding what you're supposed to do. And uh... Let's also talk about... Um, this is not like a big deal, but let's talk about the smithy. There's a smithy, a blacksmith in the underworld. Let's talk about him. Um, and if you want, we can also talk about, there's a, again, not really a lot to talk about, but there's one more area on the overworld where we can get the greatest armor in the game. I don't know that you can get it right now, Ooh. but there's a guy who will talk about it and just be like, hey, I found this. So basically just go all over the world except for the sealed cave. Travel the world, see what you can see, get into some new things. If you find the sealed cave, you've gone too far. If you find the sealed cave, you've gone too far. Exactly. Sound good? Are there seals there? There's seals there. You have to break the seal and get the jalapeno jar open. Ooh. How, how did yeah, that go, I by took, way? I took did you ever, said, and then... Did you ever uh, open that jalapeno jar that you were having I did open with? that jalapeno jar. I posted last night on Twitter that I was having trouble opening a jalapeno jar. It was very difficult to open. So I read online that there's a couple things that you could do for it. So I... Turned it upside down. <laughs> one, thing you can do. one thing you can Lugate's do. One thing you can do. Key. Yeah. And then I just punched the shit out of the bottom of it. And it one did in fact break the seal. One thing you can do is give up. 
You could give up, but that was not on the uh, that was not on the. Menu I use a belt me. sometimes as like a kind of a you slip it on and kind of give it a little Ooh. kind of a noose around it. Wait. It kind of gives you a little an extra leather thing to. The problem to was kind of that my left hand was nice and dry and get a good grip on it, but my right hand was all goopy and sweaty, and I just just couldn't do it. <laughs> well, there's your problem. Well, there's your problem. So, um. Yeah, that'll be. There's also this plumbing tool. Oh yeah, oh, nice. you know what? I have one of those. I should have used that. It's used for uh, loosening some pipes sometimes, but you can you definitely use it on jars. I'll loosen your pipes, baby. Oh, that fucked up. Anyway, sorry. That's sweet. Okay, <laughs> my pipes have been very uptight lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alex, tight pipes. Yeah. It, it- the way it's perceived, if it's fucked up or not, is depends on how it's received. So if Alex puts like the cute Instagram like heart filter that zooms in that blend din, 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 <laughs> yeah, when you're right. saying that, then it's very sweet. <laughs> friends don't let other friends have tight pipes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got. Anybody got anything else? Nah, I'm I'm spent. You're spent. Anybody got a uh, anything going on this week? Next week, Carl. Uh, this week or next week? No. Um, as, at the time of, by the time this releases, uh, the Speed Souls Charity Marathon, uh, schedule is the word I was looking for. Will be live. So that is going to be happening live. November fourth, uh, to the seventh, and I can officially announce that unless it changes or gets scheduled around a little bit, which it might. Uh, so definitely check the schedule. But November seventh. At 10 a.m., I am going to be kicking off the Speed Souls Charity Marathon Relay of all Dark Souls Bloodborne games, all releases from FromSoft of the Soulsborne series. Uh, You're going to be playing all of them? No. Thank <laughs> God. I'm, I'm, I'm barely good at one of them, and uh, that is not the one I will be running. I am going to be doing Demon Souls Any Percent uh, in the relay race against Mitchin. and uh, we're going to be kicking it off, and then there's, I think, like 12 or 13 games after that, so... Hell yeah. It's going to be a nice long relay and hopefully... That sounds like uh, a good time. Yeah, hopefully I don't take too long and let my team down, so... Yeah. Um, This week I guested on Daycare Dittos, so that released uh, last Wednesday, so go check that out. I talked about Farfetched and our favorite Onion Knight, Surfetched. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, uh, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but what I've listened to it uh, of it, I've just been smiling, like, the entire time. It's so good. It's weird being on a podcast that I can't edit so <laughs> it was like a tightrope act for me it was a lot of fun hell yeah they're good hope to have them back soon hell yeah all right and that'll do it. i have nothing to announce at the moment you other uh, than i have an announcement that i'll make later <laughs> you beat dragon quest 2 i did beat dragon quest 2 and parasite even two days oh um, yeah and now we're on to illusion of gaia but that may even be beaten by tonight who knows that also was that another game that was almost final fantasy 4 no, that was Secret of Mana. Okay. Let me tell you, though, I've never seen, I've never seen, I've never played, I've never really even heard of Illusion of Gaia. My impressions right now, fucking 11 out of 10. Fucking good-ass game. Let me tell you, you don't even have to put this in the pod. You don't even have to put this in the pod. I just want to tell you guys, Alex and Carl, a scene that happened in this game. Okay. I may have read about it when you were tweeting about it. Okay. One of the characters that follows you around is a princess and she has a baby pet pig, right? And at some point, the it sounds so fucked up to say because it is fucked up. 
the starving people are going to cook and eat you <laughs> so that they do not starve to death. And then the baby pig runs up to save you. And it saves you by throwing itself on the fire and cooking itself, right? <laughs> and so the pig's like, no, I will save you. And then it jumps on there. And then once it cooks itself, the ghost of your long dead mother comes out of the pig and says, I've come to tell you all that Hamlet, its name is Hamlet. Oh, that's such a cute want, name for a pig. Wanted to be food for these people. And I was like, the ghost of my dead mother who I've not been introduced to or mentioned this game, <laughs> lived inside of a baby pig that was owned by a princess that sacrificed itself by throwing it itself on a fire to be cooked for the starving villagers. This game is fucking so batshit insane. <laughs> like, this luckily, like luckily, it, it came to light that Hamlet actually had an extensive crime record, so... <laughs> But uh, yeah, that game is unhinged in, in like the largest way. That was the bait crockpot. <laughs> <laughs> Things constantly happen in that game that I'm just like, what the absolute fuck is happening? Like at some place, at some point in time, you go to Moo or Lemuria or um, Atlantis, you know, that that place. Right. And it turns out that it's run by vampires and so, like, vampires come from Atlantis, I guess. And... Yeah, it tracks. It makes sense. And some real weird shit goes down there. It, it's... it's and, and the way that they try to defeat you, right, is by strapping a giant cartoon bomb to one of your friends. Like, a giant, like, one of those, like, round spherical black bombs. And you fight them both while a cartoony, like music plays and like a number counts down on the bomb. It's incredible. Damn. <laughs> and then, and then that scene ends with you having to disarm the bomb. And like, there's a whole, like, is it the red wire? or Is it the blue wire? <laughs> like what a fucking unhinged game. It's incredible. 10 out of 10 illusion of Gaia. Everybody play it. <laughs> well, thank you to night of the round for the theme music. Uh, today is Bandcamp Friday. So please, uh, Go support them on Bandcamp. <laughs> Thank you, Nobu Uematsu, Junior Nakano, Kenichi Fukui. Support for Nobuo Uematsu on Bandcamp Friday as well. Oh, you could. I don't think yeah, any of his I'm music is on Bandcamp. Oh, oh well, shit. maybe not. Doom is right here. I did not even see oh, him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Come visit us on YouTube. Leave us a message at 530 Materia. Uh, I think someone left us a message. Right, Curtis, that you were mentioning? I didn't actually listen to it. Someone did leave us a message. Would you like me to read it? Yes. Okay. Would you like me to read who sent it? Uh, it's up to you. Okay. Hold on. Let me get to it. This is from our boy, Dan. The question literally just says, when was your first smooch? And the answer to that is during FF10, when uh, the three of us could record in the same room. We just made out constantly <laughs> before we would record the podcast. So there's your answer to that. Uh, and the other one, the other one says, and this is to you guys, by the way. I'm not going to like read it verbatim because it's pretty loud or pretty long. But it says, I constantly got your guys' voices confused with another podcast. Have you heard of the podcast Bonfireside Chat? Oh. <laughs> And I was like, 
No, of course not. That's definitely never not the, heard about that. <laughs> that's definitely not the podcast that we listened to, and then we're like, we should do a podcast basically exactly just like that, <laughs> except bad, <laughs> except bad. <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, I I love that. Well, a friend of ours was actually on an episode of Bonfireside Chat. Uh, I think yes, um, I think Illusory Wall is what uh, he goes by in the Souls community, also known as uh, Bucky to like the VGM scene. Drummer of Cro- former drummer of Chromalodian, a uh, really great person. Uh, mm-hmm. Friend of ours from the music scene. That um, weirdly enough, I was friends with him, and he's like a legend in the Dark Souls scene before I even played Dark Souls. So. I Before I knew he was a legend, I was just like, oh shit, he's like a big deal there too. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew him from the music scene and then was like, oh wait, apparently he's the guy. He's the Hell Dark yeah. Souls guy. Incredible. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I don't know that podcast. <laughs> you ought to play Dark Souls and listen to it. <laughs> Is it or, All right. or don't play Dark Souls and listen to it. Frankly, it's really good. True. You'll learn everything you need to know about Dark Souls yeah. by listening to it. <laughs> you, you will know everything about Dark Souls by the time you're done. Well, in any case, uh, you can find us at EveryFNFF on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, join our Discord. Or else. Or else. Um, Alex, do you want to do you want to come with us to hell? Ah! Do you want to pod with us to hell? <laughs> it's gotta have the word podcast in it, Carl. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> I was like, that would be a funny joke, and then I said it, and then I felt bad that I yelled at my boy Carl, and I was oh, like, no, even in jest, that didn't feel good. <laughs> the frozen winds of Hell's Ninth Circle cannot penetrate this pod of flame I cast. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Can, we all, can we all three do one now? Because <laughs> I have a good one, too. Yeah, d- take it away. <laughs> this podcast, it shames me as it grieves you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> okay. Right. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.